I, I mean, I still like being able to do stuff. Um, it's getting, it hurts a lot more now. <laughs> so like, Mate, you know, wait till you're our age, age, right? Dry oh. your eyes, princess, twenty six years old. Fuck you. Hey. Everybody <laughs> wants you to be a show monkey. You it know, hurts you, getting out of bed you, when you're forty one, mate. Well, Colin, yes. can I just say, don't you dare bracket me and be you in the same age bracket, right? Hey, I'm mate. Telling, I'm in a different decade. Mate, I'm telling my go yet. Only Not just. Go yet. Only just. Hey. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win the World Cup final one now. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. How quick, because I've now pressed record. I can be rapid. Right, okay. Just ask Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What episode's this? That's what, we, that's what I'm just checking. Oh, okay. <laughs> 64. 64. Hi, yeah. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome episode to... 64. We're still in lockdown. <laughs> Hold on, I think that was my door. Two things. Fuck's sake. Oh, come on. Is it? I don't know. If it is, if you can get it. Um, uh... Yeah, so we are officially in Groundhog Day. We're back in lockdown again, so that's fun, isn't it? Were we ever really out it? I know, like <laughs> three minutes or something there. Eh? <laughs> so, we've got we a, guest. a guest. We do have a guest. Oh, it was the door. Who was it? Who was it? Is it things for me? Is it things for me? Am I getting things? A big strap on. Raging. I did get a fine <laughs> delivery of protein earlier on, though. It's just a shame I can't chain and use it. So, you know. <laughs> so that's great. So I'm just going to gub it all and get massively fat. The only okay, thing you're going to gain is smelly farts. <laughs> what was that, man? I've heard if you take protein shakes and do nothing, you still get muscle. That's, that, that's the, pre- the prevailing wisdom, isn't it? Right? Sorry, we're blowing the game here, right? We've got a guest who just spoke. <laughs> Oh, you... sorry. <laughs> You're new to this, man. Jeez, oh. Right, so we have a guest, clearly. Uh, an interesting guest. A fascinating Wait, guest. A former professional sports guest. Yes. Commonwealth Youth Gold Medalist. Commonwealth Games Reserve Team. Didn't quite make it. <laughs> Didn't quite cut the grade <laughs> at the end of it. Close, though. It's not to be confused with the Tory MP, Douglas Ross. You have no idea how many times people ask me that question. <laughs> it's because you sound like Even a Tory. It's because you're posh Even and you sound like one. Even they ask you, do you give a Conservative answer? Hmm... Oh, we jump fell for you there. Hiya, Douglas. How we doing? Living the fucking dream, mate. How are you? Absolutely. Same here. 
So, I mean, we obviously know you from cutting about the gym and that when it's open ever, yeah. like with a once every few weeks that it happens to be open now. Uh, tell us about yourself. Something last summer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, tell us about yourself. Go. So, grew up doing gymnastics. Um, that was my career for about 16 years. Um, like I said, managed to get youth Commonwealth Games, British medal in there as well. Uh, didn't quite make the Commonwealth Games. Um, just Boom. missed out on that one. So, that was 2014. Shout out. Um, kept in it for about another year. Um, was building up my coaching qualifications in there and, and kind of just fell out in love with the sport, I guess. Um so moved into coaching uh, from that point. Um, did you say you fell out of love with the sport or did you yeah. get old? No, 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 God. <laughs> Whenever I tell somebody I retired from gymnastics, they say, what what age? And I go 20, I think I was 20 at the time. And they're uh, like, it was just before your 21st, I think. Yeah. I remember um, I wanted to smash you in the face with a kettlebell. Because <laughs> 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 you're sitting up retiring at 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, re- retired at a, a young age. Uh, I just had enough uh, politics and the sport and stuff like that. I think um, the whole Commonwealth Games thing kind of um, was a bit tough to deal with. Um, again, just politics with that. Um, and there wasn't really, I, I kind of thought, I've got another four years to go. Um, I'm 20 now, I'm an adult. I should probably start getting myself a proper job, start looking to, to get myself into a house. Still haven't done that yet. Um, you know, get myself a car, kind of um, grow up a little bit. So decided to to coach, um, but I really wanted to become a personal trainer. Um, spent a lot of time doing strength and conditioning stuff as part part of my sport. So uh, moved into to personal training, did, did my course, um, linked up with Scott around that time, around 2015, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah, and then things just kind of took off from there. Uh, started PTing. Um, at the moment, I'm I'm doing the same thing, PTing and coaching at the same time. Sweet. So, gymnastics wise, right? Yeah. Um, you what you said, well, politics aside and all that, we can get into that later on. But if you hadn't jacked it in when you did, what's what kind of age would you have kept going to? What's the kind of cut off in terms of keeping it up at that elite level? I mean, sports progressing in terms of age, especially in gymnastics. Um, females usually get to about sixteen, do their Olympics, and that's them kind of done. But there's I really, mean, yeah. I mean, sixteen, sixteen, sixteen is the age where they can compete in an Olympics. Um, and then once they get past the that, fact, point, done. Is that going to do with the fact that when they become sixteen, you know? Things happen. No, I think things happen, and you know they get different interests in life. <laughs> They'll set the gravity also, shifts. I think they're looking at it from from their perspective. They have to mature a lot quicker than we do. We're eighteen to get into the Olympics, um, or to get into let's even call that like senior level. Right. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Olympics, but once once they get to that kind of stage, they've been pushed a little bit harder than maybe we have because they have to mature a little bit quicker, and they they kind of. They have to be at the top of their game two two years earlier than we do. Why so. is that then? Why do they have to be? Why are they sixteen and the, the males are eighteen? Well, that's a very good question. Because <laughs> women are impatient. <laughs> that's that's the question I think that's that's going around just now. What? Why? Why do they need to? Um, I don't know if it's just tradition. I've never really looked into it. Um, I'm assuming it is just tradition, and nobody's really ever said anything about it. Um, right. I mean, 
when you got the Chinese that are faking passports to get them in at 14 and stuff like that, you know, it, it does go, it does go a little bit younger, but, um, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's that, that's the kind of question they're asking. Why, why can't they be 18 before they, before they do that so that we're not, um, having to rush them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was to do with, um, you know, puberty and, and trying to get them to the, the top level before they start to, um, you know, develop into to women or whatever it is, but yeah, right. it's, um, it's a strange one. I, I actually don't know what the answer is. Surely, from a psychological point of view, that's an incredible amount of pressure to put on folk who are essentially still children. Like that's bonkers, yeah. man. Like yeah, yeah. I, I think back to what I was like when I was sixteen. Albeit, like I've not really changed a huge amount to be fair. But um, you just how can you prepare yourself mentally for that amount of just rigorous training and pressure? Um, I mean, that's why we start so young. Um, so with the kids, it's about three years old all the way through and not not treating them um, as if they're going to be Olympic athletes at, at the age of three, but but just teaching them the, the, the basic things they need to know so it makes the process a little bit quicker. But um, that is why they start them so young. Mm. It takes... 10 12 15 years just to to produce a gymnast from from a to b so it's just there's so much in the sport it's so complex that you need that extra time um but it is a bit strange because the the women do only do four pieces of apparatus and the men do six so you would think that um they don't actually need that much time but you know yeah they do. <laughs> um is that you saying, Douglas, that men are better at multitasking than women? Absolutely not. No, if you've ever tried the the beam that they have to do stuff on, then... Um, <laughs> oh, aye. Is that the I one? Was it, was, it Olga, was it Olga Corbett? Mm-hmm. It's in, you look at the beam and then I remember someone, ah, it's all right, and then I actually remember going to Bella Houston mm-hmm. when i done some gymnastics with Steve Frew, yep. and I remember kind of... I can't remember, he was doing some drill, but I think it was, it was almost like doing like a kind of an L-sit chin-up or you were just holding on to the beam. And I remember yeah. looking at the beam and kind of going, and I'm kind of looking at and, and it was basically like that. 10 centimetres, I think it is. What? Uh, and I'm going, and I'm start, and I'm looking at it and I've got my hand on it and basically it was the, the width of my hand. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, okay. That's nope. a whole new level of respect for them that do all the flips and I'm like I can it's barely like, walk um, a straight line when I'm sober. It's like doing it on a slack line, isn't it? Right. Essentially, obviously that's a little bit thinner, but the the idea is kind of there. Um, mm-hmm. You've got to center everything onto this this one little strip, and if you're off, you're off, basically. So, um, yeah, no hats off to them. They have to do that. It's mental, scary. So. How did you get into it then? What age were you when you started, and how did you? What what prompted you to do start doing that as opposed to like playing football or something like other um, little boys? My sister uh, was doing it, and I think my parents just took me along to try it. And I kind of I think the coaches there picked up uh, that I had a bit of a talent, um, and it just kind of started from there. But I think within my first year, I broke my wrist or something like that, so I was out for a year already. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't even do it in the gym. I'm pretty sure I did it at home doing something stupid. Um, but you're typical, you know, like lots of energy, uh, needing somewhere to to kind of channel that. Yeah. Um, I was terrible at football. I'd be, 
you know, scoring against my own team because I couldn't work out which way to score and stuff like that. So, uh, did, you, did you ever play basketball? I, I'm awful at basketball. <laughs> you, you'd think with the, the, the height I can jump and the um, <laughs> and the size of me, you'd, you'd think I'd be good at basketball, but I'm awful. I think that was definitely one of the highlights of 2020 was when we finally managed to get back in the gym and I'd taken the basketball net down and I was like, right, go down, go dunk it. And it was just thinking, here's this world-class gymnast and then all of a sudden it just it turned into Bambi on ice and it just made me go... <laughs> and I, no, I know this sounds terrible that I'm slagging you off, but it just made me go, ah, he has crap at something. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Oh, doesn't make sense because, like I said, very very good at jumping, and Aye. I'm about six foot, so I should be able to make that. Especially with the fact that I can jump high. But now, uh, when you when you start adding in steps and and trying to leap off one foot, it just doesn't doesn't quite get it. <laughs> Mate, you're a gymnast. Surely your whole <laughs> career is like doing jumps from one foot. Or another. <laughs> it's like that story I was telling the other day when when um, I tried the long jump just as I was starting to retire. I, thought, I wonder if I could do the long jump. I took a step off one foot and then realised I was upside down because I'd done a somersault in the air. <laughs> Landed on my back in the sandpit and just went, mm, nah. nah I mean, I covered not. a good amount of distance. Like, the distance was quite good. But obviously, the, the, the somersault kind of took out some of the, the time that I could have spent being getting all over the so. I would love to be watching the Tokyo Olympics next year, or this year now, <laughs> and just watch some wee guy run up and just do a somersault for that. Never know, it could be a new technique. Could like, be a new head first. Well, yeah, and I mean, like you're upside down, you don't know where you are, and you just kind of land on your back in the middle of a sand pit. And it's not the same as landing on a mat. I mean, it's hard. Like you think sand is soft, but it's not. <laughs> right, since, <laughs> since, since we're talking falls here, then right? Yep. Occupational hazard, presumably decking it off some kind of apparatus. Give us some yep. of your, your your top five massive fails. <laughs> That's sick. Top five. Um, I mean, I think I could combine all five into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you know Liverpool's got the Echo Arena. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's probably like the equivalent to our Hydro. I don't know if it's maybe a little bit smaller or a bit bigger. I'm not really sure in, in the size of it. But um, British Championships one year. In fact, it was my last... Was it my last year? Yeah, it was my last year, 2015. And um, this vault where... It's essentially three flips. Um, and the story goes that you have a warm-up for, for for each piece and you get a three-minute warm-up before you compete. Um, but you've normally got a 10-minute warm-up before you actually go into the competition. Um, so they give you an hour warm-up because there's six pieces of apparatus. Um, but they put it in a warm-up hole. Um, so it's different to the kit that you were using in the competition. So put it in the warm-up hole, and from what I can remember, the vault wasn't chained down to the floor. <laughs> I love a story that goes, and, well, um, from what I can remember. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit heavier and a bit taller than most gymnasts, so most gymnasts you're talking 5.5s, five, they weigh about 60, maybe maximum 60 kilos, possibly pushing 70. I was 83 kilos and 6 foot. <laughs> um, so when you're running full pelt into a vault, um, I mean, like back at, back home, I had to get a springboard, not specially made, but I had to get like the strongest springboard because I would just bottom out every single springboard. So I had that much going through there. So when the, the bolt's not chained down, A, you think, oh, great, this is going to topple over just as I'm trying to do some technical skill in the air. And B, 
it was pretty much shaking as soon as I touched it. So I didn't warm up on it properly. Um, and it, it was like a big, difficult vault, quite a scary vault, uh, quite hard to land. So, and it was a bit hit and miss for me. Um, so we got into the competition. I uh, had the three-minute warm-up, did my three-minute warm-up, and it was okay, but I didn't do much because I wasn't properly warm-up from you know the previous warm-up that we should have had. Um, and all I remember is putting my hand up, running down the track, hands on the vault, completely screwed it up from the start, got upside down and just went, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and the the way I'd screwed it up was that the rotation just wasn't there. The height was there, but the rotation wasn't there. So I, I just wasn't spinning as fast. And I just knew it. as soon as I got upside down, I just knew it. And then for some reason, I just let go of my legs. <laughs> so obviously you spin faster in a, in a, in a compact shape, in a tuck shape. Yeah. Um, and then obviously if you open out, then you, you slow down. So, you know, me being clever. Um, and I knew this, <laughs> me being clever just went, oh, well, you know, if I'm going to die, I may as well make a spectacle of it and just open it upside down. Um, and landed, kind of just just missing my neck and just kind of like landed on the top of my shoulders and, you know, out in front of this big arena. Um, Was that the video that Shona shared a few weeks ago? Yeah, Shona, Shona yeah. shares it every year. Every year. <laughs> she often shows people multiple times. Um, it's her, one of her favourite pastimes. Hey, why are we talking um, to you? Somebody get Shona on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Um, and I basically just kind of lay, well, I lay there, I felt, oh, I can't even find it. I, I don't think, I, oh, it might be on our Facebook. Um, find I it, felt like send I, it to I, us and we'll put it on Facebook, right? <laughs> we'll put it on the, way, the podcast page. I will, I'll, I'll send it across. I felt like I was laying there for about five, ten seconds. Turns out when you look back at the video, I pretty much stood up pretty much straight away, but it was that way I was kind of like lying there going, Live. <laughs> um, the judges just kind of looking at me like that. Sorry, and then just came, went down, and my coach is like, "I thought you died." <laughs> I, uh, so I, I don't know. I feel like that one kind of takes. It I mean, I didn't really have that many bad falls. Um, I would say that was, and to be honest, like that was probably one of the better ones. It didn't hurt. Um, you know, adrenaline and stuff like that. We had a very good night out in Liverpool after that one. That one needed a couple of bottles of... Um, I say a couple of bottles. It was a couple of crates of beer. So, like, situation like that, when you're, when you're, when you're competing, right? Mm. When you're doing something like that, because you watch it, and as you say, like, it's just over like, like that. It's really quick. But it, yeah. Does it feel really slow to you when you're doing it? Are you aware, kind of, what you're doing as you're doing it, or is it just absolute muscle memory at that point? Um, I mean, like when you're upside down, you know something's going wrong. Um, like in, in my head, it, it, I can picture the whole way through and I can picture what I was thinking, what I was feeling. And it does feel like it's going in slow motion, but it's not. Yeah. Because um, essentially, like it's over in like a split second. I've went from the table to the mat, you know, a second, half a second or something like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a strange feeling. Yeah, and you instantly know because you do these things so many times like you do thousands and thousands of these skills just for them to be competition ready as soon as you make a small mistake if you're off a little bit if you know you're going to fall off a bit of kit or you know that you haven't done something to make sure that the skill gets round to his feet or something like that you know it instantly mm-hmm. and then you can just you know the thoughts going through your head are shit 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 or you're thinking how the hell do I get out of this yeah so 
Yeah, you can basically uh, and, and really point quick. one of a second. <laughs> yeah, you, like, um, I don't know, like a, a race car driver, even when you're driving on the road, if you feel like your car's, I don't know, you, you've hit some black ice, you're instantly trying to correct that. It's, yeah. it's kind of similar to that. You you just quickly, it's not, you don't think about it. It's just like your body's just trying to find a way out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I let go of my legs. I mean, that wasn't part of the plan, but <laughs> <laughs> that so, definitely wasn't a... That definitely wasn't a, um, a safety mechanism, that one. That was stupidity, but, you know. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know anything about gymnastics, right, other than just watching it on the telly and stuff. You see, there's, like, how many events does the males, the male thing have? Six, six? for the men so and do, then four for the female. So do you have to do all of those disciplines in a competition or do you just pick and choose certain ones or how does it work? Um, you don't You don't have to. Um, I could... I only did the two towards the end of my career. Like when I was when I was young, growing up, I, I did all, all six of them. But I decided that I just didn't want to do most of them. Um, I had limitations with my height and my weight. Uh, things like the rings, doing all the strength positions, took a toll on my elbows. Um, hated the high bar. I was shit scared of the high bar, so I hated doing that. But I was good at jumping, um, so I did them because you know I enjoyed them and I, I was excelling at them. But in order to make a team the rules have kind of shifted from like back when I was younger um, and they were kind of shifting just as I was, just as I was getting to that stage, usually to make a team, you need to be able to help the team out on more than just one piece. Mm. Um, So you can, but you kind of like reduce your chances of making a team. Really? Okay. Um, Which, you know, I I say it's all politics um, with the Commonwealth game selection and stuff like that. But to be honest, I didn't help myself in that respect. Um, and it only took to, to growing up um, a little bit afterwards and, and taking time to reflect on it, you know, years later that, you know, I realised that, you know, I, I could have helped myself a little bit in, in that situation. Um, right. But yeah. So, well, yeah but, <laughs> hindsight's a wonderful thing though, isn't it? It's, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just experience, absolutely. isn't it? So what, what were your two, you said sort of two that you really excelled in? What were your two things the, that you liked? Floating the ball, so basically things that you could... Um, jump on um I, I had a knack for for jumping um I, I don't know if it was to do with my body weight as well I had a little bit more body weight to put through you know you've got a sprung floor I mean back in the day it was it was sponges so it wasn't that springy but they eventually started putting springs into the floor uh, the big 12 by 12 um strip of floor so I was excelling at that I understood really I mean it doesn't sound like it after the fall that I had on the ball but I understood how to, to rotate really well and to land um so those were my kind of my go-to pieces, and the ones I excelled, and the ones that you know I got all my my biggest um, results on. Right, cool. How how do you practice that? <laughs> it's like how how do you practice doing mad somersaults and springs and all the rest of it? Like, because presumably you don't just go from being able to just run to doing all that like how do you work up how do you practice well, those routines safely like I said you, you start at three years old so essentially <laughs> if you're talking about say say for example it's a, a triple somersault on the floor at three years old you're teaching a forward roll mm-hmm. that forward roll then turns into a somersault that somersault then turns into a double somersault that somersault then turns into a double uh, triple somersault and all the little bits in between. Um, so you essentially, the, the, 
or for a male gymnast anyway, the 15 years that you're preparing to be a gymnast is spent preparing to be a senior. So you're taking 15 years to learn all these smaller little basic skills, which then transfer into the the bigger skills. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually the bigger skills are a lot easier to learn if you learn it when you're younger, the basic stuff really well. Um, a lot of the basic stuff translates into the, to the bigger stuff. So if you if you spend a long time working on the basic stuff, usually when you hit, you know, being a teenager and stuff like that, you can you can pretty much work out how to do the bigger skills. Um, do you know what I find really interesting is that obviously we're in January and the whole new year, new me, and everybody's wanting quick results. So what they always do in January, and you hear people going. Well, they go on their diet on the 2nd of January and by the 5th of January they're complaining that they've not lost any weight yet. Mm. So they've maybe spent three, four days trying to cut the crap out of their diet and change their lifestyle and then they get upset that they've not seen massive changes. And you just mentioned that you basically spend 13 years preparing to become a senior. Mm. And I think I think that's a, I think it's a phenomenal amount of dedication. It's probably... I'm not sure of any other sport out there nah. where they can have uh, preparatory phase is that mm-hmm. that lengthy. Yeah. Maybe Olympic weightlifting, but possibly. Well, I think you could probably do it with any sport. Um, yeah, you could you could break it down. You know, you could teach. I, I reckon you probably teach most sports um, from a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of sport or anything, if you. We've talked about this before. Like, I defy anyone to find anything that you can get good at in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Certainly, well, to any kind of uh, elite level. Do you know what I mean? Everything to get to. I, I know you. It's because you practice that all the time, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is miming wanking hands. Um, so, <laughs> two at a time, really. Wow, Scott's going skiing. Got to pay the bill. Just because it's snowing outside doesn't mean you need to go skiing, mate. Uh, do you know what I mean? anything uh, uh, to get to a good level on anything it takes a long long time man do you know what I mean it's just uh, well, there's that book out there um, that, that talks about the 10,000 hour rule yeah um, which uh, maybe maybe isn't true you, you know there's some people that can get good in 3,000 there's some people yeah. that take 30,000 to get good because you've obviously got talent and you, you, you've got stuff like that to, to factor in but yeah it, it takes a long time to master something mm-hmm. Um so it's it's worth taking the time, and that that is that's the difference. That's what separates out the folk who do master these things and get really good to the people who don't, because the, the yep. people who do have the patience to do it, yep. and and just commit. Yeah. Although ninety percent of people will just get in, however long, whether it's a month or a week or ten years, whatever, and go. Do you know what? Fuck this, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The people who really commit to these things are the people who get get that that lifelong enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something shit uh, right so you don't do it anymore nope because you're old now because you're what like yep. what, 21 or some shit right um, yep. what age are you 26 26 <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> so it's only been what not even 6 years so it'll be 6 years in I think it's like May time or something like that yeah. since I've retired so do you miss it um, 
I suppose you start ripping into British gymnastics. Fire away. Uh, um, no. <laughs> no, not just <laughs> flat out, no. <laughs> yeah, there's aspects. I mean, like, I wasn't very good at competing. Right. Um, In what way? I could train absolutely fine, but when I got competition... You know, you get the qualification. I would always do well in the qualifications and then get to finals and then completely screw it up. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe if I, especially when I was older and I was kind of taking a little bit more of a, um, I was doing it a little bit more for myself rather than the coach telling me what to do all the time. Taking a bit more ownership, sorry, was the word I was trying to look for there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if I'd a found better ways to, to prepare myself for, for the competitions than maybe but I enjoyed chucking myself and and doing doing different skills and I enjoyed the floor and vault I didn't enjoy the other piece of apparatus um, just for the, re- the reasons I explained earlier mm-hmm. um, I, I mean I still like being able to do stuff um, it's getting it hurts a lot more now <laughs> So like, mate, you know, wait till you're our age, right? Oh. Dry your eyes, princess. Twenty six years old. Fuck you. Right. Everybody right. wants you to be a show monkey. You it know, hurts you, getting out of bed you... when you're forty one, mate. Well, Colin, yes. can I just say, don't you dare bracket me and be you in the same age bracket, right? Hey, I'm, mate, I'm in a different decade. Mate, I'm telling my only, only just, only just. Hey. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win the World Cup final one now. <laughs> no, it, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy being able to still do the flips. Um, you know, it does get a bit scary when when somebody asks you to do it on a Christmas night out and you, you're full of drink. Um, and a true Scotsman and a kill. You know, like when I, when I was younger and I'm 18 and somebody's going, "I'll oh, go do a backflip," and I've had about 17 pints, I'd be like, "Right, okay, I know this is going to go well. It's fine." See when you haven't been doing thousands and thousands like every day, uh-huh. you're standing there after 17 pints, you're going, "This is either going to be on my head, on my arse, on my back. I have no idea." And then you just go. And you just go um, <laughs> yeah, so if somebody asked, you know, it used to be like if somebody asked me, I'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Now the fear sets, and as soon as somebody goes, going to do your party trick, <sighs> but do I have to? <laughs> oh, my ankle, my ankle sore. Stephen, <laughs> you said you wanted to like mature and grow up and stuff and become mm. sensible. That that's when you realise that you have grown up when you start going. Oh, don't know if this is a good idea. Or yeah, not. as soon as <laughs> as soon as that thought props in. Uh, you know that from training with me in the gym that as soon yep. as somebody challenges me, you know, that goes straight away. <laughs> and um, whatever you've asked me to do, I will do it. It's so, easy to right it <laughs> so would you say you get more out would you say you get more out of the training aspect of it all through it than the actual the competition side of it? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'd say definitely now that I'm older. Um I, I liked I always liked the thought of competing but never, ever felt like I was prepared enough when I was there. Right. Um, you know, that that could be down to preparation. It could just be down to me. Maybe I just didn't compete well. Um, I enjoy training. Mm-hmm. I definitely enjoy training. I like having something to work towards. Um, but it took me a long time to, to kind of grow up and set myself goals and not just have like a rough idea of what I wanted to do. 
actually you know set goals like we have to do for for clients and, and stuff like that so yeah again that just comes sounds fucking patronising do you know what I mean that sort of stuff does come with age do you know what I mean because you've oh, you've been into a, a career where the, the sort of professional level you're at is at like 18 man do you know what I mean you're still at, like with the best ball in the world 18 year olds are still kids do you know what I mean you, like, you still your head's in the fucking clouds when you're 18 you know but now you're getting when I was 18 when I was 18, I couldn't even walk up to Alassie and say hi. Well, is that that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that, that sort of stuff just, just does come with age and experience, you know. You're getting to that point yeah, where yeah. you do think, well, I do. as you said at the very start, you know, um, I want to get a mortgage, I want to get a house and a car and all the rest mm. of it. So you just kind of start reassessing these sort of things. None yeah. of that shit matters when you're 18. Who cares? Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Especially with, like in your case when you're jacked, do you know what I mean? it's like I want a car. Look at the size of these guns. <laughs> no, here, here's a question that I'm working on is throw in right now. A lot of the listeners out there, we're going to put your picture up. The one picture I love, right, and it does make me sound a little bit kind of funky if I'm saying that I love one of your pictures, right? Is it the <laughs> naked one? The one I was going to say, I'm a bit worried about which picture he's talking about. Yeah. Dick pic. It's like that. I've been that many. Um, the, the one of you on your rings. Yeah, yeah. Gymnastic rings for anybody that wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just solid looking. You know that way you can look at somebody and just go, that's, that person's solid. They're not, you can look at a big guy and go, ah, he looks big, but he doesn't look that strong. Or kind of hard looking that you just look solid on the rings and it's, the bit that a lot of people don't appreciate is, or they, they go, oh, they must lift 100 weights and stuff. But I think you said at the time it was mainly bodyweight training you were doing. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I went to the, the Glasgow School of Sport um, in Bella Houston. So we, we did start strength and conditioning training. Um, so Olympic lifting from the age of 14, I think it was. Um, but essentially, like 14 to 16 was just kind of learning technique training using very light weights, but understanding how to do all the Olympic lifts, clean snatches, um, yeah, just squats, your bench press and, and stuff like that. Um, and then from kind of like 16 onwards, we were, you know, trying to push the weights. Um, and then once once I got into the Institute of Sport, that's when the, the strength and conditioning became very, very um, individualised to, towards, you know, me and my goals and, and my kind of side of the sport in terms of like the, the jumping and stuff like that. So, um yeah, it was most mostly body weight. I mean, a lot of it was body weight because you, you're trying to keep trying to become as strong as possible, but as light as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, which never really worked for me because I was 83 kilos and a good 20 to 30 <laughs> kilos above everybody else. But, um, yeah. Because I know, I know, when I compete in kettlebells, like if I when I compete in biathlon, it was like jerking snatch with two lifts and the total training time of actual active training, mm-hmm. not including the rest periods or whatever, would maybe be 20 to 30 minutes on the specific lift. Yeah. And then there would be like all the kind of like the GPP exercises, like you say, like you say, the back squats, the jump squats, mm-hmm. box jumps, burpees, chin-ups, pull-ups, you name it, the lot. And then the kind of cardio aspect, yeah. which would easily be three to four times as much. What was the kind of breakdown of your training like? Was it um, the, the routines followed by or the skills followed by the kind of conditioning? Depending on what, what kind of phase you are in the year, um, the, the way I'll always explain it is gymnastics is technically 
Um, we, we would call it conditioning, but conditioning to us is essentially just, you know, strength work, uh, bodyweight strength work. So when you're on the rings, when you're on the parallel bars, when you're on the high bar, you're always having to stabilise. Um, you're having to keep a complete, tight, strong position um, throughout most of the skills because if you loosen one area, um, things start to break down. So your body's getting stronger. Your muscles are being challenged all the time. Um, and we would train between four and six hours a day, maybe longer sometimes. So essentially our bodies are taking a beating 90% of that time. The other 10% of that time is spent doing strength work or specific strength work for, for some of the stuff that we were doing. Um, and then two, I think it was two times a week, we'd be doing strength and conditioning work outside of the the gymnastics hall and in the in the gym doing you know olympic lifts and stuff like that um and then i had a specific conditioning as in um like cardio program uh, so i would train alongside the the wrestlers when i was at the institute of sport you um, done cardio <laughs> you, I've heard, i have heard you love cardio douglas <laughs> john mcgregan if you're listening to this i hope you've not just fallen over and taking a heart attack, listening to Douglas saying you done cardio. And I quote, well, that's I've no spent, fucking cardio. I spent a long time doing it. Spent a long time doing it. So, you know, that might be a session on the Watt bike, um, which I loved, not. Um, you know, sprint work on the Watt bike. It might be, um, you know, we would do circuit trainings with the swimmers sometimes. Um, we would do circuits with the, the wrestlers, um, who are some of the fittest people I've ever met in my life. Um, you know fittest people I've trained alongside as well um, sometimes you would just you'd be doing the circuit at the same time with them and just watching them going oh my god like this guy's you know they would they push themselves to the point of being sick and then just jump straight back on the battle ropes and continue <laughs> and I'm going nah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I, I would do that a couple of times a week um, but then like the when you get into competition season um, and you're preparing for a competition, you spend about eight weeks preparing for it. The um, the routines you're doing are all pretty much cardio. It's all a minute and a half of just sprint work or constantly moving on a piece of apparatus. So it's um, there's a lot of work into that uh, that goes. But yeah, essentially the whole sport is is based around strength and conditioning. I would say. So, like, I know you're saying like that was a lot of bodyweight stuff and and not massive focus on, on big lifts and stuff but how much of a carryover did all that have into your like now in terms of like big lifts like your your deadlift squat bench all the rest of it um uh, huge um <laughs> it's, it's one thing that again has been discussed a lot a lot now in the sport is um we should be getting there was that age-old um thing where youngsters shouldn't be lifting weights because they can injure themselves and obviously that's been disproven hmm. um to a degree with you know if, if they're lifting weights and it's like it's like if you were to get a client to lift a weight you would only get them to lift or do a certain lift if their body was physically capable of being able to do it hmm. um and obviously the science has all changed with that with youngsters so as long as they're physically capable of doing it um you know the the flexibility or whatever the mobility is is there, and they should be able to do it. And you're not pushing too hard. Um, you can teach them the technique for all these lifts at a young age. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I know Scott, you'll definitely agree with that. 
but yeah, the big thing that's been been discussed just now in, in the sport is they should be learning how to use weights because there's a lot of carryover that can, can definitely be put into it. Um, but a lot of coaches are scared because they don't know. Um, and, and the worry, like I said, you want to be as strong as possible and as light as possible. The general consensus before was if you lift weights, you get muscly, and if you get muscly, you get too heavy, and if you get too heavy, you can't do the skills properly. Um, but that comes with experience and bringing somebody on board that actually knows what they're talking about that can uh, give you the facts that that's not actually how it works. Yeah. Um, you can train specifically for what you need without putting on I mean you have to put on a little bit of muscle um, obviously for everything to work but that doesn't mean to say that you need to be a bodybuilder um, yeah. just to get strong so yeah no there's a huge huge carryover with that um, something that, that's probably going to take a big shift in the next couple of years I think um, the whole bodybuilding image has kind of I'm not going to say ruined people's perception of things but well, like you say, like uh, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all that back in the 80s, the kind of original action heroes mm. on TV and the movies, it was like, oh, well, you've got big muscles, that's that's what lifting weight does to you. Yeah. And it was just one aspect of of, of, of strength training mm-hmm. or bodybuilding, yeah. so to speak, that then, I mean, like you say, the training for kids, the amount of people that go, oh, uh, you train your daughter in kettlebell and stuff, oh, is that dangerous? Is that not dangerous? It's dangerous to, for kids to lift weights, my goal. Stunt and growth and all that nonsense, yeah. You see, them, you see them at a swing park, swinging 10 feet in the air, jumping off and landing on their feet, and you go, they're putting more impact through their joints there, mm. or running about a playground at school than they are actually when they're training, in that, if they learn in a, in a proper, safe environment. Well, that's that, that's the argument that they're, they're coming forth with um, strength and conditioning in, in gymnastics at the moment, is you, you're doing these skills and you're putting, I can't remember what the forces are, but it's something like 10 times your body weight through a landing. So if you're doing that and you're doing bodyweight squats every day, are you preparing yourself for that? Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, So, you know, that could be the reason that there's loads of injuries um, within the sport. Um, And it could be quite an easy fix if, if people just listened. But I'm sure I'm sure that will change soon. Because I know the, I think it was somebody it was either like Kazakhstan or China or something. And they produced a report, and they had basically looked at all the different Olympic weightlifting federations around the world, and they had looked at all the kind of youth and junior athletes, and it turned out that these kids had one of the lowest injury rates in all sports across the world. Mm-hmm. And then so the, and then, and that's when a lot of the kind of sports scientists went out and saying, look at this guys. If they learn in a like again what we just said, like a proper structured, progressive and safe manner, then mm. it's actually building like their bone density, it's building the resilience to injury. Exactly, yeah. People people yeah, think like these kids are still solid. Up. So you say it's, it's it's developing bone density. Um mm. but one of the arguments was you can you can stunt stunt bone growth or you can you know, you can damage your bones and stuff like that, but it's just not true. You just got to listen to the people that actually know what they're talking about and take that take that advice on board. But I'm I'm sure that will will change um, soon, hopefully. Um, but I mean, we've got one thing right. Most most kids at the age of five do pull ups. How good would it yeah. to be? How good would it be to be? How good would it to be? 
how good would it be? Sorry, I, I couldn't get my, my grammar right. <laughs> um, how good would it be to get, you know, I think every child should be able to do a pull-up. Yeah. Aye. There's no reason why they can't, because look, but nowadays they're all sitting like this, and you see it in restaurants. Well, when we could go to restaurants, <laughs> you would sit down and you would just look about and you would look at any any table with family at it. Mm-hmm. And they would all, I mean, I, I think the last time I was in a restaurant, I burst out laughing and Kirsty thought, like, What is it? And I went, Look at that. They've got a dad. <clears throat> His dad sat down and he's like, Right, guys. We've not seen each other for a few weeks because we've been working and stuff and all that. And, uh, I've been away and right, family dinner, right, let's go. Eh, eh, order anything you want, we're getting dessert, treats are on me. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is a lovely wee family moment here. Getting your witness, a touch of moment, this is awesome. And they go, uh, uh, okay, dad. And they all get their phones out, including, so he's two kids and his wife all get their phones out and they're sitting like that. Texting each other. <laughs> just, just swiping down the or not street. even, not even. Not even, no. And yeah. they're just swiping down. And the guy gets his beer and he just sits and he looks about and he just kind of looks about and he looked over at me and just went... <sighs> I don't mean sat on my own. Fuck them, they can buy their own dinner. <laughs> and it's... But kids nowadays are lazy. They're soft, they're weak, they're lazy. Not all kids. Yeah, no. But a vast majority... I remember um, being at school and, you know, climbing ropes and climbing those big, you know, they used to have those big, um, it was like a big structure that would come out of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but very rarely did. And there was always somebody that fell off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Scott. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I've, Obviously not been to school in a long time, but I'm assuming that doesn't happen anymore. Nah. No. From what I gather, I mean, PE for the most part is pretty pish in schools. Mm-hmm. Unless I, your name is primary school, in which case they're doing like Olympic lifts and all that. Uh, I got, Emma had actually went away and I think she was yesterday she texted me saying... Bottle of the kettlebells and all that. Bottle of the kettlebells and kids take into school for the kids. I went, that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, what it should be though. Well, uh, like, you're talking about life skills. You know, I think being able to squat, lunge, pull up, doing all these basic movement patterns should be part of the learning process for a, for a child. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you need to use them in your everyday life anyway. Uh, the problem you have there is the teachers don't know how to do these things. Emma's the, Emma well, is absolutely the yeah. outlier there because she does mm. CrossFit and all the yeah, rest of it. That's, 99.9% yeah. of primary school teachers and high school fucking PE teachers couldn't do any of these sort of things properly. You probably find most high school PE teachers play football. Do you know what I mean? That's how they that's how they get into doing that because they were probably a bit too pish to play football properly, and then just mm-hmm. went, "Ah, oh, I quite like sport. I'll do a I'll I'll do a PE fucking qualification." I'm generalising. Obviously, there's very good PE teachers out there. You think about it. How many how many kids do you think come out of school after playing badminton and then go and become a professional badminton player? Yeah, is Less that why percent learning something that you're going to be using for the rest of your life mm-hmm. Aye. yeah totally but that that comes from the people in charge of education for PE and stuff like mm. that it's the same as I can I can rant about the music side of things from my perspective you know yeah. but I'd imagine it's the same for PE the folk mm. who make these decisions don't have a clue and yeah. they just go oh well that's I mean, the way it's always been it's like football for football and rugby for the boys fucking this that and the next thing for the girls just, and gymnastics for the girls, aye, do you know what I mean it's just uh, mm. it is the way it's always been and it's the way it always will be 
Yeah. It's the one thing that as much as America has its problems and if you're up to date with the news... <laughs> Don't they just? Um, but one thing I think America and I really, really admire is their high school set-up for physical education. Assuming you don't it's, get shot. Like, as long as you can make it to school, as long as you can get out the hood without getting a cap in your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you, even the, the most basic schools over there have got like, proper, profe- over here have a professional level strength and conditioning suite. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. But over there it's just the local school gym. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of that's down to the fact that for further education, they, these kids need scholarships. They can't afford it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's rich kids that can afford it who just buy their way in anyway. But all these uh, just um, public school kids are having to get scholarships. So there's such a massive push for sport or yeah. music or whatever else. The, the the band system in America is exactly the same. That's amazing because they want these kids to excel at it and then get mm. themselves into further education and, and, and go professional or whatever else, you know? Um, it's... As you say, it's the one thing they have got right. I mean, America's got a million and one problems that uh, would they want to have, but that's that's great. They've got that yeah. nailed, you know. Mm-hmm. But we've got Boris, so it's all good. We touched earlier on Emma and actually being one of the kind of outliers of teaching proper PE. Yeah. Obviously, Emma does that kind of dodgy sport. What's it called? Cross, crossfit? I mean, sorry, crossfit. It's like crossfit with an X. Aye. <laughs> X fit, isn't it? Aye. Crossfit. Now, what? Gymnastics has become a huge part of crossfit. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, uh, whoa. It hasn't, it hasn't. Um things get put into categories like a muscle up is a um is apparently a gymnastic skill but it's not really that's just um, getting up on the rings <laughs> if you if you've heard yeah if you've heard any any gymnast talk about it and anybody that's maybe consulting with crossfit or whatever the first thing they say is we have five-year-olds that can do them and it's not even an entry-level skill in there's a book of gymnastic skills and it's not even in that book um everything's <laughs> like scored from a up to I think we're at H or I just now. So everything is is marked out of like a tenth. So A is point one, B is point two, and, and moving up the the way, it's not even A. It's like <laughs> non not not recognised at all. So <laughs> sorry, that's John. Not, that's not to say that's not to say that it's not a difficult thing for somebody to do. Um, <coughs> but they've kind of like bracketed in you know, muscle-ups, handstand press-ups, and I think they even put pistol squats or whatever it is into, into a gymnastics kind of category. And <laughs> to us, it's just strength and, you know, something that we would do just to condition the body. But um, it, I think they can be poorly taught and it's actually quite simple. I mean, we'll go back to that that day in the gym that we were chatting. It was me, you, and was it John? John, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were just having a conversation about it and I think I might have just opened up the two of you guys' eyes just a little bit into to how simple of an idea it actually is. Um, I think we were chatting about the the, sh- the flexibility in the shoulders. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like a, 
oh shit moment for you where you're going oh actually why didn't I know that and you do know it it's just you don't think of it um, it's just, I suppose it's maybe just a little bit more technical it's, it's almost like an Olympic lift where there's a little bit more technical aspect to it anybody could pull themselves up to a bar and do it pretty much spot on first time but to do a muscle up or to do an Olympic lift it just it takes a little bit more technique um, and that's essential is it's just a another skill with a bit of technique and once you learn the technique it's actually pretty simple I always say if you can do a pull up and a dip on the rings then you're pretty much good to go there you go Colin all over it mate all over it as soon as the gym's open back up muscle ups are plenty yeah. here we go I'll, I, mate so. I can nip to the gym and I'll, bet this, I'll get the rings and I'll go straight up to a tree branch. Nah, honestly, mate, it's, it's, don't don't go out your way. It's fine. You're not meant to be travelling further than you need to. It's all right. I'll I'll grass you up to nickel. I'll be passing. I'll be passing the gym in the way to get my kids. Uh, it's not, it's not honestly, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll get it. I'll get it next time. I'll do them at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, not taking something that's sensible, and then going about it in a kind of slightly dangerous poor technique way that's the CrossFit ethos though isn't it? Um, I don't know I don't know um, you've got we're only joking Emma <laughs> no I, I can kind of sympathise like you, you there probably are a lot of people that have got that opinion um, and then a lot of people that just jump on the bandwagon um, there's a lot of things they probably do right it's just certain people do them wrong it's yeah. like anything like, yeah absolutely we can say the same thing about PTs um, there's so many PTs that that are so doing things that they just shouldn't be doing or, or getting the clients to do things that they, they shouldn't, <laughs> they shouldn't be PTing. and it's the same it's <laughs> CrossFit like you, you could branch them all in the same bracket so um, there are loads of people that do things right unfortunately those things aren't as um, ad, uh, not advertised what's the word those things aren't as um, publicised as, yeah. as the yeah. thing being done wrong. Um, and obviously, if like I remember reading somewhere they were saying about how many Achilles tendon ruptures they had at a, a competition because of the, the box jump. Um, as soon as something like that gets into the news, it just becomes that kind of um, thing that everybody talks about and yeah. it's a, almost a stereotype now for CrossFit. Like, <laughs> they must hate it. <laughs> Um, no, they, they won't hate it because it still gives them a chance to talk about CrossFit. Yeah, we I all mean, know I, they love that. There, there is stuff in it that I don't agree with, um, but there's also stuff that I think is pretty, is pretty, pretty good. So, um, and I think that's the same as anything. If it gets folk out in the exercise and the training, then it's got to be a good thing, right? Yeah, it's just like for for me, if you're doing CrossFit. Um, and the, the intensity that they do it at, you should be at a certain fitness level before you can actually do it. Yeah. Just like if you're getting somebody to do a deadlift, they should be at a certain level where they can actually be able to do that without causing themselves harm. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it's the same as a PT doing it. It's to somebody that's, that's teaching a CrossFit class. You should be able to spot the people that should be able to do it and the people that shouldn't. And you shouldn't be encouraging the people that shouldn't be doing it to do it. it might not happen that one day but eventually something's going to happen and technically it's your fault yeah I I think the thing that I've seen the most there was a I've I've trained at a few different CrossFit gyms over the years 
in terms of just wherever I've been, I've just kind of popped in or I've been invited along and stuff. And I won't say which one, but I noticed that they had a class on, kind of, it was like a kind of fundamental session, and they were basically breaking down kip and chin up. And the first thing that stood out to me was I think they had maybe like 10 folk all working on it. Not one of them had an ounce of flexibility. And it's like to the point that if they were if they were actually standing straight on, that's as much as they could actually extend their arms above their head. <laughs> so if you think directly above your head is 12 o'clock, this is the listeners that they can only extend their arms up to maybe 11 o'clock at best. And you're thinking you're about to just go on and try and get all that extension all the way through the bottom part and you're going... And what, what did we discuss about the sport of gymnastics? How many times goes through your body weight? Uh, body weight yeah. goes through your body. So think about how much pressure is going through your lats when they're already in a really tight position. Eventually, it's just going to tear. Mm-hmm. It might not, but it's definitely not good for them. <laughs> um, you know, some people it might help. <laughs> a bit more flexible, but you know, wrench them into place. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, you think about the the forces that you're putting through your body. A lot of those people that are doing kipping uh, chin ups probably can't do one strict. Mm-hmm. So for me, <coughs> Emma. that should be the first protocol. Shots and that's not filed. that's not throwing um, that's not firing shots at anybody on my side of things. I don't know about Scott, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think what once you once you've got that dialed in then then absolutely once you've got the the things that that maybe will break sorted, i.e. flexibility and, and things like that, then then absolutely. But um yeah, it's something that they they need to be careful with. I'm I'm assuming that by now they've kind of got themselves into a better place with that and it's just become that stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. So, go back to you then. Gymnastics done, right? We've sacked that yep. off. What's What's the future? You're obviously PT and stuff. What's the What's the plans? What's the goals for you now? Now that you're a grown up. Um. Well, me, me and Scott have got a little project. Oh, plug! Shameless plug. In the, yeah, in the, I don't know. Are we, are we speaking about that or? Oh, why not? I mean, <laughs> all advertising's good, mate. All advertising's good. <laughs> so, um, we we're about to start selling uh, fitness equipment. Um, so we've invested in in selling uh, some bits and bobs. So we're starting off with some dumbbells and some some uh, pull up bands, uh, which will be here. <laughs> Hopefully, all things going well. Um. Sorry, oh, Scott, when's Scott's that? Coming February, with a March. <laughs> I should be in the March, mid mid, mid ten of March. Um, we there's obviously a, a huge demand for it just now um, for fitness equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we kind of just want to be able to help that. Um, there's a hu- there's a huge demand for stuff, and it's quite hard to get yourself. Um, say a pair of dumbbells or stuff stuff that you can use while you're in lockdown yeah um and at a price that's actually affordable um you know there's a lot of companies out there that are are absolutely fine um but there are the ones that usually you can get a get a hold of are the ones that are charging you know stupidly high prices so we kind of want to just help 
help with the supply. So, you know, make sure there's enough there for, for people to actually get, but not ripping people off at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just giving them more of an affordable option. Um, but yeah, we're, we're planning on going into to all things fitness equipment. Uh, we've got some, got some good stuff in the pipeline. Um, so yeah, when, once we get this, this first shipment in, it's pretty much, um, game on baby. Yeah, that's it. Um, where where can people find this equipment then? What's the brand? What are we looking at here? Where are we searching in Google? Oh well, I mean we we've gone really original, haven't we, Scott? We have, I. <laughs> you might might have heard the name already. I'm sure I'm sure Scott can. Uh, I'm can sure the name it. Just Train should ring a bell. Hmm. 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 I've heard it at one point. I'm sure it used to change well, yeah, few years ago. Hi. <laughs> Right, cool. seemed, so it's just under that under the just chain banner then eh? yeah it just, yeah. just seemed like the perfect name yeah um, makes sense plain simple and kind of what we're what we're all about um, but yeah we're we'll be starting selling on eBay right uh, and then hopefully building once we get ourselves a nice big uh, big warehouse of stock <laughs> then you'll be the new rogue that's it. That's uh, it. Why not? Why not? In fact, Douglas. Yes. Come up with a genius idea. See, instead of a warehouse. Yep. See people that have been furloughed or they've been laid off or whatever. Uh-huh. And they can't afford to pay their mortgage. We'll rent out rooms in their houses to keep stock. <laughs> we don't need to pay for massive rent. We've got we've got 24-7 security and they're paying their bills. That's not the worst <laughs> idea, to be fair. It's not. <laughs> I believe that's taking advantage of a global pandemic. <laughs> well, as opposed to shipping in loads of equipment to sell to folk that can't get out of the gym. <laughs> You're so altruistic, boys. Well done. Isn't everything taking advantage if you really break it down? It's, well, you could say, are you adapting or are you taking advantage? Musicians training people in person to then coach teaching people online. I don't get me started that bullshit, mate. It's my life now. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said. I mean, you could see it as being um, taken advantage, or you could see it as, like we said, we're, we're trying to just help put more product, uh, more stock out there. Basically, just have more variety for people to choose from, and not screw people over with price. Basically, yeah. No, it's fair we'll get, we'll get training plans in the pipeline as well, though, having a website. So. Me and Scott spent a bit of time out in the freezing cold in the snow today, so um <laughs> got some video content coming. Um, in fact, I might rocky, eh? <laughs> oh, it was one of the videos we were doing um, at Varshaw Park, and we get dive-bombed by a pack of massive swans, a big uh, pack of swans. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right term, or back or whatever, but... <laughs> And all you hear about this, like, boom, 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 and like, Jesus. And all I'm pretty low as well, like, close to, close to smacking some people as well. So it was, um, you know, you're trying to keep your social distance and you're trying to dodge um, swans at the same time. It was uh, a bit of fun. Do you know what was interesting today about, and that, this just sums up the majority of the population during a pandemic. How many times did we have to redo a video because the amount of people, I mean, with the tripod, the camera, everything set up, even saying like action, go set, right, this. So you've got it all set up, and there's people just walking past, right past. And I know it's a public park, 
But you know that when you're on holiday, you see somebody try to take the family photo, you stop, you let them you get let the them photo the done, photo, and, yeah. you go, and the amount of folk that just walk through and went, oh, when the camera, and you're like, that's because people are assholes. It wasn't even that. It was, um, it was. It's the ones that that walk into the shot. They look, they can see, and then they smile at you, and then they just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going, <coughs> going to <you> move. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that was fun. Nice. Right, so that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Um, trying to trying to become a big boy as well and get myself my first house this year. That's the, <laughs> that's the plan. Um, all things going well, that should be should hopefully be done by the end of the year. Uh, yeah, and then just building, hopefully building a, a strong brand. So. And getting married. Don't forget that. <laughs> Oh, of course that was going to come up. We all know that's on the cards. <laughs> I'm telling you, mate, you're missing out on an amazing opportunity. I'm pretty well, sure jewelers. A wedding. You do it now, mate. Now is the time. Jewelers will have sales on because they're not getting much business, so I'm pretty sure you, you can negotiate a good deal. Absolutely. So you're saving on the ring. You know, you said you got a massive family, so you know, during the pandemic it's limited numbers literally thousands of pounds saving there yes mm. and it's it's not that you're stingy it's no. just that the, the, the love for Shona and the, the want to get married it's overpowering 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 overwhelming that, yep. well you know that she'll see right through that bullshit. But no, yeah. but no, listen, listen. You get the moral high ground here, though, man, right? Because it's all about the love for you. It's not all about the big fancy day and the big dress and all that. It's not no, about you, other people. It's about you and your undying love for Shona. <laughs> get it booked now, man, quickly. Do it. Hang on, I'm just coming off the podcast so I can get that all signed up. <laughs> I've got a couple of phone calls to make. I'll download an online course and I'll become like, I'll become ordained or whatever online and I can do your ceremony. Excellent. <laughs> One last thing to worry about. Although if I if I had to say do you take Shona's ring, I'd burst out laughing. I would lose it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody says that. Or what is it? Or you just do what Ian Fraser done, who we all know trains the gym has been one of our I think he was the first person ever to leave a review. Ah nice. He said I think when his first review he said that the audio was a bit funky and it looked so it sounded drunk. Ah, uh, that's true. Actually. He had to speed up. But um, Ian, I think, has been engaged now about 20 years. <laughs> Is he? Smooth. Legend. Wow. Absolute legend. <laughs> wow. I mean, so that's, that's pretty impressive. That's, um, you, propose, you propose to Shona, you're going to get, a, you could get a good few months out of that. <laughs> and then just keep stringing the wedding along. Possibly, yeah. Because what you do is you then buy the house and then every time she wants to set a date for the wedding you just go, oh, but we need to do the garden. <laughs> Put in that. Oh, oh we, need, we need to convert the loft. Oh, I need, my car's needing an MOT now. Scott says we need to buy more dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I blame me. I mean, I get the blame for most things anyway, so. True, true. 
Far too many ideas there. Okay, okay, I'll, have write, I'll have to write them all down and uh, make a decision. You can see your mind drifting away, going, I'm going to go to Beaverbrook's uh, website and see what games we've got. <laughs> right. Oh, now that Douglas is off to plan his engagement, nuptials and all that, I'll just wrap this shit up because I need to go and have my dinner. I'm hungry. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, mate. Ah, no problem at all. Uh, we know uh, yeah so business wise just training all that right is yep. there any coincidence that that's already Scott's website hmm it's going to fleece you it's not much. is it not uh, yeah no it's not yeah. I don't have that did website. you have a website ah uh, you were all yeah. uh, okay fair enough yeah, alright so right hmm. business wise just train dot co dot uk dot com what's it matter uh, that's a very good question, Scott. What is it? I think it's just hyphen train.co.uk. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a hyphen in there. Right. I think so. Oh, that, I'll just check. <laughs> We've not got the red. More importantly, the, the Instagram is, is the thing that's going to be launching first. Right, okay. What's that then? That is just underscore train underscore Glasgow. Cool. So is that online now? I should uh, know that. It is, yeah. We haven't posted yeah. anything yet. Did you but follow that, that uh, Yeah, and I think I did the other day, actually. You followed me, so I felt yeah. obliged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, right, so that's up already then, yeah? Yeah, that's be- um, that's all set up. We just, like I said, in the next couple of days, we'll be we'll be posting some um, some cold shots. Cool. So you're going to put like training stuff on there as well as advertising gear in that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, mostly mostly to do with um, exercising and and giving some advice and and some 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 PT advice. Right. Um, maybe maybe some stuff that in in other places you might have to pay for. Um, but out of the goodness of our hearts, we um, we we just want to educate a little bit more. So, and for Monkey's Edward down in Australia, <laughs> the stuff you have to pay for. It's not like an OnlyFans website, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty so stuff. Don't get your hopes up, Mark. <laughs> yeah, stuff, to, stuff to give people ideas of what to do in a lockdown. Um, funnily enough, a lot of our stuff is to do with dumbbells um, <laughs> hmm. and bands. Um, <laughs> but there'll, there'll be a lot more more of that stuff coming, uh, especially when we can actually get into the gym. Um, we do have some pre-recorded um, gym videos of when we weren't in lockdown. Uh, just in case anybody's wondering why we're putting up pictures of us in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Blue Peter Jim videos. Here's one that <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. yeah, essentially just um, giving people a little bit of a reference point, some some coaching cues and, and stuff like that. Um, cool. And there should be, hopefully in the future, we're going to have some some programs and stuff like that that people can um, get into. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the pipeline um, that means got to come up with. Um, so we're we're concentrating on a few things and then adding them in as as we go. Um, but yeah nice one uh, and if people want to find you and look at pictures of you looking all muscly and that in your gymnastics outfit where can they find that <laughs> um, you, you got me on Instagram um, I don't actually know what my name is Douglas Ross oh, P. It, yeah oh have you got it Scott's <laughs> got it oh, oh man wow <laughs> um, what have I partnered up with <laughs> I don't actually yeah, know you... what my name is you, you can find me on there, but to be fair, I'll probably be posting more on the the business page than actually on there. I don't really um, do many posts on there. I probably should. 
Um, it's been posting yeah. lots of pictures of like engagement rings and all that, asking for opinions. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Douglas, that's genius. Because what we do is you put on, you tell Shona not to follow the page, right? I'll I'll go I'll log on just now on a banner so she can't see any posts <laughs> on it, right? And then what we do is you you put a video there going, ladies, I need your help. I'm, I'm I want to propose to. Uh, my hope for my future wife showing her stuff like that and what kind of wedding rings would you recommend and can you give me ideas for what do you think I should do we would get such a massive following from that <laughs> well I'm presuming that she's not going to be listening to this podcast and hear I mean, what you're, uh, you're who, I mean. who, yeah. who does actually listen to this podcast let's be honest <laughs> Lin- Lindsay Carson an old client of mine who was an absolute nutcase on a mountain bike right she had to her the other day there because uh, I seen that she'd went off road uh, with a big fat tire mountain bike. Oh yes. And I'd I'd been looking at one. I've uh, been looking for one for about a good six seven months now, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I hear really mixed reviews about them. And I thought, Lindsay, phenomenal cyclist, um, absolute screwball of an individual, <laughs> and just an all round phenomenal human being. And I seen her picture, and I thought, oh, I'll just message her for a wee catch up and see how she's getting on and stuff. Uh, and ask her for advice about the bike. So I've got that, and then she says that she listens to our podcast where she's hey. training in the gym, in a, in a, in a wee home gym, and I'm like, hey, I'll give you a wee shout out. Thank you. Leave a review, though, eh? And five <laughs> stars. Lindsay, up your game. I know, I'm on. Take one for the team. So to speak, not in that way, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Um Right, I've now had a text message from Fee saying my dinner's going out in five minutes, so let's wrap this shit up. Um, it's been fun. It's been emotional, boys. This has been nice. Yeah. Uh, we know where to find you, Scott, and me. Nobody nah. cares anymore. So nah. thanks, Douglas. You're very welcome. That's Enjoy. a lovely looking room you're in here, by the way. It's very businesslike with your shelves and all the shit in the background. This, Lots of this folders. Room is full of books that never get used. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is the only place I could get to. There's six of us living in one house, six adults. So <laughs> wow! Only place, get, only place I could get that was it was quiet. Amazing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I can't I can't take credit. Nice, <laughs> right? That's us. Have a good one, guys. See you all at one point. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Enjoy lockdown, everyone. Again, and I'm sure we'll do it. Ah, yeah, masks and that. Right? Don't lick yeah. folk. Uh, yeah, bye. <laughs> See you. Say bye, Douglas. Oh, bye. There we go. <laughs> bye. You said today. <laughs>